You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Letterman Lounge. It's a Monday in Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, which is getting ramped up for Sunday and the Super Bowl. That's Justin Zwick, Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. And Jay-Z's playing Hurt down there. Um, He's not in Pro Bowl form. Firm just told us that he can't hear out of his left ear. Yeah, I mean, I just can't hear. I don't know. That story is this offseason is much crazier. Wild. Can't hear all the way out of it. So I just need both ears to be working. I mean, he had a yoga incident for God's sakes. (sighs) Well, that was more recent than yours. I missed that story. It just (laughs) it just happened. It wasn't even shoveling snow. It wasn't even shoveling snow. Just trying to do a headstand, and uh, you know. Big tree fall hard wrong way onto a twenty pound dumbbell in the middle of my back. Did Wait, you why do it was in the class? why was the dumbbell in the yoga room? Why was well, it because it's my workout room, and so uh, I was we have doing a lot of questions. I right? was doing a I had the, I had the option of doing a dolphin, which is yep. like okay. this, right, <laughs> with your feet on the ground, and you kind of go back and forth. And they said, oh, if you if you want to test yourself, try and go up in the air. Well, who's, I was I was at the top of my who, mat. Who who is who that? challenged? Who is uh, that? Peloton app. That's the problem. Did they ask you if there was a 20-pound dumbbell? With well, I, did. I thought I'd be able to do a headstand. I didn't think I'd fall over. Luckily, I did not break the mirror. You did a headstand, though. I don't. Is this a yeah, common? It's probably within the year. Okay. You know, I do yoga once a week or once Sixth or twice grade a week. So, you know, <laughs> I think that headstands should be it. like driver's license for people over 75. You should get tested about every six months. Right. Okay. It's not bad. You want 75-year-olds doing it? No. No. Like they should have to get a driver's. They should have to retest their driver's license. They shouldn't be day. allowed to do it anyway. Well, hey, 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 now. I'm saying headstand, not on driving. He can still drive. I didn't say driving. I'm talking about a headstand. Oh, I don't want them doing headstands. I'm saying for for yeah, don't, people who are trying hurt to do a headstand. If you are inclined to do a headstand, you should have to be tested upon it regularly. Spotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that what I needed, help. a spotter. Don't you have kids for that? What you need to do is get rid of the Peloton app because I don't need to pay somebody to yell at me through a screen. Well, it just gives you a lot of different workouts to do. And, Bobby, you know, don't be judgmental. I'll it send is them the all, greatest. All listen, listen, I try and follow your workouts, but Aren't I just can't. Are yeah. people through a screen now? No, I said my wife. She went to, I'll yell at you for free. And well, honestly, oh, wow. I'll feel better about it. If you want me to yell at you while you're working, I'll tell your inadequ- inadequacies well, and nope. just drive them well, in there. Folks, what that Bob is not means. what the Peloton app does. The, it a, it pumps you up. It's some it D-bag on, on a bike yelling at you. I don't you. need them telling me I'm amazing. It's just nice to have... Not have to plan a workout. I enjoy hey, I'm going to do this one, and what Bob it's means, just a strength. Co- what Bob means yeah. is that he will most part. loudly encourage his wife, not yell at his wife. Well, that's what all these. Like, I don't need. The, and I don't <laughs> yeah, need the encouragement. Maybe, maybe. We're not so all sure right. about that. <laughs> okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't need, have affinity whole health telling me what to do. So I got. I yeah, got. I, don't, I need listen. something else to help me with I know, my workout. I like Bob. it to be planned out. I like you know, to just be told what to do when it comes to yeah, working it's just, out. It's a little easier that way. I look at myself in the mirror when I get out of the shower, and I'm like, okay. Here's what we need to work on. This is what we need to do. And some people don't care about that. If that's fine, like it's all good. But that's you like, have your piece of pizza. That's the accountability partner. Some people in the, in the, the door. Mirror. You have your piece of pizza. The door's locked, and you're going. <laughs> How? <laughs> <You're> just, still, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, how difficult do mozzarella sticks make your work? No, I'll eat some. I mean, it's just uh, you got to realize that you got to pay the piper. Mm, got to like, pay them. It's like spending on a credit card. You know, mm-hmm. we run up massive debt, personal debt, because we just want to buy, buy, buy. But eventually, you got to pay for that at some point in time. Yeah. Like yep. eventually, during COVID, when it weeks finds the people who mm-hmm. have inadequate uh, respiratory systems because of due to long periods of inactivity, well, we're touching. It's gonna it's gonna get right in there yeah, and get you. You know what? You, no you know what, Bob? Just charge it to cheese Oh, I love charging all the cheese. Coach, we're going to get a great spread from Roosters for the Super Bowl. I'm pumped. Mm. Tell me about it. How can we do that on Sunday? Okay, so... Do we have the details finalized? We have the details. I told him I was like, hey... Yeah. (laughs) So, well, I didn't want to say the wrong details. So, um, the early bird special, which we do every year, we did end up keeping it the same. And the only reason we were considering not is just because of wing prices, how high they are right now. So, um, but the early bird special is from, if you order a carryout and schedule it to be picked up between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., you get 20% off your entire order. So in that, we do that because it helps our kitchen so that we don't have 1 million orders, you know, at 5 o'clock, and we just can't handle it. We actually have a notebook up front, and they only, we put in um, orders in time slots. Yeah, slow the curve. Just make sure, yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Bob and Jay Z like to get it early, and they just keep it in the oven. And yeah. you can one hundred percent. The best, like Roosters, is one Stuff of the most reheatable and yeah. reeatable hey. foods you will find. Oh, all the time. Very every every week I do it. Like it's it it is good when you eat it when it's freshly prepared, mm-hmm. and then it's really it's just as good if you have to reheat it or eat it later, even when if it's just been sitting out. Like it's fantastic. I love it. It's good at any time. Of day only for four hours. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I was just gonna say no. only for four hours. That's, that's, that's the max it can uh, sit out at. As, as per as per the health people that have mm-hmm. to tell you that you, I've eaten I've eaten roosters that's been out for at least two days before. If you're no. I wouldn't do that. If I you're wouldn't do that. We do not you know recommend it. that. Four yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Or reheat it to 165 degrees for yes. 15 seconds, Bob. Nicole, yeah. have you decided We're where you're going to watch? The Bengals on Sunday? I haven't. We have been so busy. We're getting ready for the Buckeye cruise. We leave next week. Oh, yeah. So what, what? It, yeah. Great weather. I can't wait for it. Um, but I, My invitation. Burn was yours lost. <clears throat> I was going to ask if you guys were coming. Uh, yeah. We just I feel like last year we ex- were ex- trying to get you on there. Excluded yet again. But we'll survive. Man. I don't like Sunday cruises anyway. Well, you don't like to fly. You like to fly. You like boats. You outside. don't like the sun. I don't like this because yeah. uh, this doesn't go that well. You like trains? What type of transportation is Burm approved? I'd like to drive. Car? Yeah. Train? Not a train, though? Never been on a train. Burm, you should sit next Never to me on, on a train. plane. I hate oh, flying. And I'm a, I'm <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm great yeah. at it The now. nervous energy coming out of that row would be too much. <laughs> that anxiety row. I mean, if we want to talk stories that are crazy stories about plane travel, I'll tell you guys one afterwards. <laughs> it was not good for my, my seat neighbor. Oh. What a tease. <laughs> It's a tease. Uh, of all teases. It involved a minor flu, uh, a frosty from Wendy's, <laughs> and a <red> Gatorade. <laughs> and a, oh, and a, and and a, a fart, Gatorade? And a fart that you shouldn't have trusted. I don't I don't think that anyone should ever combine Gatorade and Frosties in any situation. I didn't know I was combining them. The problem was you weren't not really digesting at the time. You know, it was really early in the morning. Day. It was bad for those people. So it was just... I do. I'll, I'll, I'll tease the, it this way. I ended up getting off the plane wearing a different shirt than we wore on the <laughs> You know, what's great about February and covering Ohio State football and Letterman Live is that 
the show goes immediately off. <laughs> but here's the, we uh, we all been cooped up in the me. house because of the ice storm that That's came right. through. You know, we got a lot of things to talk. Well, about. We have we could go off the rails, by, but still staying on the rails by just talking about a program that is fully off the rails. We're gonna do that, Bob. We're okay, gonna, I just want to make That's sure it's gonna be the entire second half of the show right. once Nicole is out of here. When are we get into Auburn then, too? I mean, well, we, get into we don't that. have time for <laughs> Auburn's shenanigans because Michigan's gonna take up a lot of it. Um, what do you think? Who's got it better than them? Well, uh, seems like a lot of people. But anyway, um, the Super Bowl yes. is on Sunday. And Nicole has predictions that are always correct. What is going to happen mm-hmm. on Sunday at 630? <clears throat> what's the total? I, Spencer, what's the total? Give it to us while Nicole tells us what's going to happen. I I believe the Rams are currently favored by three and a half. It was four. It's ticked down then. Nice. Uh, that sounds about right. I feel like it's going to be a close mm. game. Like, I just feel like it's going to be a close game, but I also don't know if I can give. I just feel like the Bengals are going to win because I'm from Ohio and the love and support of everybody and the excitement. I just feel like, but then again, the Rams are playing in LA the home and they're going to have all of their Second fans there. So that could be like another <laughs> Utah, Ohio State. Yeah, all of their fans. All, all of their, their fans will be I know. There. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know how many, like, do we know how many Bengals fans are traveling? Each it's sort of like a bowl game where there's an allotment that they the teams get, but it's very small mm-hmm. because so much of the stadium is corporate, corporate designated to corporate entities and sponsors, and it's a very sterile environment. You don't get a lot of like the Rams aren't going to have a home field advantage. They never than, have had a home field advantage. Uh, yeah, they never have. But this will be very similar they, to their games. Yeah. They do get, regular season. <laughs> they do get to stay in their normal practice facility. They are going to be in their same locker room. That was up for right, they don't have up, to travel. Up the guys get to be home. They get to stay in their beds. They're not going to be, you know, the, like the NFL gave up the the hotel that was reserved for the NFC team because the Rams don't need it. Mm-hmm. So those things are helpful for them during the week. Tampa Bay had those a year ago, but once you get into the actual stadium on Sunday, that it's not like it's going to be a hostile environment for the Bengals, or it shouldn't be. But we'll see. I learn something new every day on this show, guys. I love it. So are you predicting so the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl? I think the Bengals. Dead in the eye. Yes. Uh, there you go. There it is. I really right do. Here. I heard it here. For a Super Bowl championship. What was the total that Spencer gave us? 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Oh, that sounds about, that's pretty low if you think for that's, these two offenses. I'd go under. For sure. I think, I, I think it's like 23. 20. You look historically, though, they're usually low scoring because people don't want to lose the game in the first half. Mm-hmm. And so, so you remember like Rams, Pats, it was what, 10 to, 10 to 3? Yeah. I mean, like, I enjoyed it. I thought that was good. A lot of people <laughs> want the scoring, but. 27-24, I mean, that's the over, but that sounds about right for this. Probably low scoring and then probably a handful of touchdowns in the second half. I say 28-21. Oh, full touchdown. Love Feeling it. good. So, Bengals, what do you – I'll go with Cincinnati. Like, the more I look at it, it's <clears throat> – as long as Von Miller and mm. well, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald get well, sick. Pretty, pretty big if there, Get right? sick and well, don't Well, I say if, I mean like, – if they have, if there's like set nine sacks, I don't think they can overcome the Tennessee sack number. Like, if we'll say over under, if they can hit under three and a half sacks, Bengals win the game. <laughs> you start pressing over that, and that's going to be real tough to make up those negative yardage plays. Jay Z, what do you? Uh, I mean, I, I want the Bengals to win. You know, being from Ohio, I like Joe. Um, a lot of Buckeyes on the team. I just, I don't. It's hard. It's hard. I want to say they're not going to because they've been. They had nine sacks and won the game. They've come back, you know, from being down, and 
it's like the magical season almost for them. But you got Von Miller and Aaron Donald on that defensive line. I just think they're going to create havoc. I think their offense is better than Tennessee's. I think they're going to put up points. I don't think Tennessee's all that great, especially at the quarterback position. So those nine sacks, they didn't take advantage of them. The way they, the Rams, I think, will. So I'm going Bengals. All that just because, right. just because team of destiny. Yeah, I, team of destiny. In, in football, like at some point, you think that the magic mm. juice runs out. You know, like mm. just in, magic in, juice. Just assume at some point that that you think miracle thing is going to be over. And if you look at the last couple weeks, the way the Bengals have won against the Titans and against the Chiefs, it sort of felt miracle-y. Um, but then I think back to 2014 in Ohio State, and that felt miracle and it didn't run out. So yeah. why does it have to? Um, so I think my heart is telling me the Bengals are going to find a way to win this game. My head is a Bengals fan and knows that they're going to find a way to lose this <laughs> to game. To lose this game. Um, but again, I think Bob's on the right track. Like, if Burrow is, stays relatively clean, and by relatively, I mean not getting sacked twelve <laughs> times like he did against Tennessee, because there was really eleven times in that game, yeah, except mm-hmm. for a couple penalties. That, so, I mean, I, I think that it's probably a twenty-three, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-one type game. And you know, I, in my life, I've watched the Bengals in two Super Bowls. They were both heartbreaking losses. Um, first, when I was four years old, I don't really remember a whole bunch, except for it was kind of one of my first sports memories, but. I could see a game going out of the. This time you have Joe at your quarterback. Oh, cool! And you got a good kicker and a good punter. Special teams are always important in games like that. Close ones, yeah, they are. You know, what's the most important play, Jay Z? Uh, not what you are trying to get. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's interesting because (laughs) I I don't. I mean, Matthew Stafford's been really good at times for the Rams this year, but he's also been Matthew Stafford. He's also been Matthew Stafford. He's also played like Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford a couple times, and so you just don't know which guy's going to show up. yeah, I mean, if that dude catches the ball in the second half last week right? I mean, or two weeks ago. Clearly, they, they have talent on that team. They have gone out and found Odell Beckham and Von Miller and all these guys that they've brought into this program. Jalen Ramsey starting a year ago. Like, they've built this team to win the Super Bowl. The Bengals are – this year's team is not built to win the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. it is an upset if the Bengals win, but I think they can win. I think what's most interesting about all that when you say – it's going to be an upset, of course. I mean, the Rams are favored again, but if you look at the last couple of weeks in those matchups, those seem to me to be decidedly worse for the Bengals. You know, the Titans and that that defense, and until for some reason Vrabel's brain just melted down four or five times in that game and really handed opportunities to the Bengals that they probably didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mahomes having the same sort of issue with just – getting the ball out of his hands last week in the second half, those those teams made errors, and the Bengals obviously took advantage of them, but those were much more difficult matchups for Cincinnati, in my mind, than the Rams may be. And that we could look Sunday at 6.30 and be like, wow, that was crazy because of Aaron Donald and Von Miller going mm-hmm. against Isaiah Prince. Maybe we should have all seen that coming, but yeah. I, I, the things that you're saying, Jay-Z, are, are accurate about the team of destiny yeah. things. So that sometimes you can't fight that, and Burrow is playing with more confidence than anyone – in the league right now. What does he wear into the stadium? <laughs> He's got to have something good. I think he should just go back to like early recruiting days and wear some of his Space Jam stuff. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, does he dress like Bob Ross? I feel like it's starting to turn into like a Halloween costume <laughs> theme where. Well, it's turning into it like a what is he going to wear? Yes. You know, like he, he's doing this on. Yeah, like an orange like, wig, like dress like Bob Ross, have an easel over your shoulder. I mean, people think that paint, a masterpiece. paint a masterpiece. People think this is a kid who's like got money in his board, but this has always been Joe's way. I mean, he showed yes. up at check in day at Ohio State always wearing like a Space Wolf t shirt. Space or, Wolf. Like, I mean, he, he's always worn like crazy things. It's just the way he's always been. I, I don't. I think it's actually great that it's not 
changing him. It's just giving him yeah. a broader platform to show. Dude, he grew up in South. He grew up in Southeastern yeah. Ohio. You've been Fashion's to Athens capital of the world. You've been to Meigs County, <laughs> Morgan <laughs> County. a hundred percent it is. <laughs> Allie immediately bought uh, bought that shirt uh, of like the Campbell soup painting. Who who created that one? Back in the day, the pop culture. Anyway, uh, Andy. Uh, uh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. That's what I was going Norman with. Rockwell. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one. No, uh, with with the glasses and the look from three weeks ago, the post game look in Cincinnati. He's selling those well, T-shirts. Warhol was the four. Yeah, but they made it like box. six or eight. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the style. Anyway. He, anyway, we're way it's off crazy how like <laughs> how much he's gone. The brand of Joe Burrow has exploded. Mm, yeah. But he's not really changed as Burma's saying to what he was on. We talked about him a lot last week. We don't have to keep doing that. But he reminded Good me, store. Devin Brown last week reminded me a lot of Joe Burrow with the oh. swagger that he brought. And I think it's important because when Call I Call it that, that Mormon swag? Well, I don't, you know, whatever it is, he's got that confidence. He's not Mormon. He's, he's not? He's got the. He's from Phoenix. Phoenix. And what he was There's a lot of Mormons in Phoenix. Yeah, but I don't think he's Mormon. But I, I, I didn't ask, <clears throat> so I guess uh, maybe he does <laughs> You said he was not definitively. He said <laughs> no, you were absolutely certain. Well, now I'm thinking about it. I mean, I guess I don't know, but he, he only – He is close with Jermaine. He only was playing high school football in Utah because he – But uh, there's a lot of Mormons in, that's true. in Phoenix. That's true, certainly. Is, was I'm Joe Jermaine Mormon? Yes. Oh, not was, is. I didn't know that. He's still alive and still oh. Mormon, so. I mean, I guess I didn't know that. We're really neither, neither did glad, I. We're glad, hitting all the topics. Glad we got he went on the Buckeye really cruise. I tried, to have him, I tried to pressure him into having a drink. Didn't work out. It did not work out. He was stood strong. <laughs> Resolute. Resolute. Yes. I've, How is that your main to this conversation? I've really, really got this show <laughs> yeah. under control this week. This is <clears> an <throat> episode where people are like, Talk about Ohio State football, guys. I was we just covered Joe Germain, Joe, <laughs> Joe Burrow. All the famous Joes. The Bengals have four or five guys on the team. Yeah, I was going to talk about you know the introductory press conferences last week with four new coaches introduced, Ryan Day giving a press conference, and 11 early enrollees and transfer portal additions that we got to meet for the first time. But religion seems like a great way to go, too. Uh, I was just going to see it, if anyone stood out. To you guys, because I mentioned Brown and, and some of the Burrow vibes, what you heard last week that you may have liked. Oh, goodness. Yeah, everyone, the, the offense on defense thing where he gets like ultra aggressive, and I, I like that. I think one of the most salient points that he made is understanding the gravity of the situation right. where you're at and reading the room because every situation is, is different. It's like people are like, ah, the Super Bowl is just another game. It's not. You can say you can try to treat it like that, but, dude, there's no – halftime show like you don't have mm. media nonsense going on on Tuesday I mean it's not the same like so you can prepare and go through your same routine but things are going to be altered and there's obviously a lot of stuff around it so you have to understand that and the fact that um, Jim Knowles it's like yeah, I had four years at Oklahoma State I don't have four years here like being completely honest and understand, really, you probably don't even, you might have yeah. four games because <laughs> yeah. I started the big, really probably one game because I don't think they're going to enjoy it if Notre Dame hangs uh, 42 on you. Four games was about how long it took before people were saying, I don't know if Kerry Combs can do mm -hmm. this. That's the pressure that's here, Nicole. So I think you know Jim Knowles was saying that he sees all the pieces for that defense to, to get things fixed in a hurry, knows that uh, this team is expected to win every game. And I think that's sort of what I was talking about last week with how do these guys handle – the press conference and the attention, Do you are you going to run from that or embrace it? And Jim Knowles seemed to uh, understand what he's facing here. Which is great. I'm, I'm anxious to see with all these changes just what they're going to look like, yep. you know. And have we found out, has Kerry Combs gone anywhere? Perfect. Landed. Okay. Yep. Good. Got a spot. Good. 
Kind of a trade with Periel Young. Yeah, happy for him. It seems like a one, you know, kind of one for one type deal. Uh, Send him back down. It's where he was coaching high school. He probably feels pretty comfortable down in that area. So landed well. I I, I liked, and I don't even know if he, I didn't see the actual clip, but I feel like I read the offensive line coach talking about, we're going to have an offensive line. We're going to run the ball when it's third and two. They know it. Everybody in the stadium knows it. I don't give a, we're going to run it. You know, I I like that kind of attitude. So, you know, to come and as a quarterback, I don't want to run too much. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but on those third and twos, you want to know you're going to get that you get that first down. So I, I like that attitude, you know, and, and that's what you you got to kind of play up when you're coming into a new uh, new spot like that. And I think he'll have a, a good plan. But I think it, you know, we always talk it starts in the trenches, and if you can have an offensive line, take the monsters and turn them into something. You know, that would be great because last year I don't feel like we had that, yeah. um, especially in big big moments when we needed to pick up a first down or get that one yard. So uh, I like having a, an offensive line guy who's Seems a little bit younger. Seems a little having a little bit of an attitude to him, and, yep. and wants his his crew to be strong and something that we lean on, which I think is huge. Yep. And I think Ryan likes that a lot too, having that offensive line he can trust. Well, we talked about it last week. Like Jeff Halfley, when he started that introductory press conference of 2019, we knew at that point that his life at a, as an assistant coach at Ohio State was not going to be very long because mm-hmm. he was going to move on and up quickly. And I think kind of got the same feel out of Justin Fry last week. Yeah. Like this guy's kind of on a rocket ship. And uh, he's going to enjoy be, it while he's here, kind yeah, of thing. I mean, it, he's going to change the culture of the offensive line a little bit. Maybe you get a little nastier, but that's a guy who has like big time. You're saying like, don't be sad because he left you. Be happy because you had him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going with. Um, but I, I think it's, sometimes what, the best relationships burn out the fastest, Bob. Hey, that's the way it goes. Josh Gaddis. It did. Hey, we're not no talking spoilers. about we're that. Get Mike to McDonald. That. So anyway, <laughs> the point I was making is in February, everyone loves everyone. Um, none of these coaches. Have, you can't lose the game. The none, none of these coaches <laughs> yeah, have actually everyone. coached any of these players yet. So they, you know, every Jim Knowles can say, "I see all the pieces on the defense to know we can do this," but he's never coached. Any but of can them. you put the puzzle together? They've never, you know, played for him. They don't know what his style is going to be. They've had, you know, brief interaction. Tanner McAllister has. So you've had brief interactions in a hallway and and and. Uh, passed on information from Coach Mick to, to Knowles, hey, this guy's doing this, but they don't really know each other yet, and I think it's all just part of that learning process and figuring out how do you get from that conversation a week ago to four weeks from now when spring ball starts and, and, and turn it into something that is uh, productive. And, and I, you know, Bob's point is they want to play offense and defense. That That's the thing. Last year, the last two years, this defense was extremely uh, conservative, on their heels all the time, reacting, not proacting. Uh, and, and that has to change. Proacting. Interesting. I like um, when they're proacting. We can yeah. con- compare and contrast what that week was like for Ohio State compared to what Michigan mm-hmm. uh, went through. We're going to do that after we take a break because Nicole has to get out of here. Tomorrow is mozzarella sticks for Appetizer yeah. Tuesday. Mm. Yes. It'll be $2 if we didn't leave any uh, here at the location on Olin Tangy. Um, and the deal again on Sunday, early bird special. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. if you place a carryout order to pick up for Super Bowl Sunday, 20%. 20%, that's big yep. time. That's huge. It is. So don't miss that opportunity and get yourself ready. Be the hit. Can I exchange party. the 20% for chips? Oh, <laughs> there you go, it's Bob. A, now you're on to something. Uh, now you're thinking. That the was answer the hardest, is no. That was the hardest eye roll I've ever seen on this show. Oh, I miss them so much, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. She hates when we bring up the chips. Oh, because I just, I want them back so badly, too. I can't wait no. for the day that I can announce the appetizer Tuesday. Oh, it's chips. Oh. Be a oh. great day. Well, we'll all be dreaming of that. But until then, no. the mozzarella sticks are pretty elite as well. So no grab doubt. those. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back here on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. 
Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint, but the truth is, it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face and the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. And um, nice little gift from the content gods last week. Man, what a week. Jim Harbaugh thinks that he's got the Minnesota Vikings job. I'm going to skip National Signing Day. I'm going <laughs> to swoop into Minneapolis. I'm going to tell everyone I'm going, hey, guys, I'm coming in for this interview, and uh, I'm super stoked to get this job. Uh, I don't even care about my old place. I'm ready to go. Take the week off and do what's best hey, for assistance. yourself. So Ohio State is here, just to put it in contrast, because it's a rivalry and you have to. Because we cover Ohio State at Letterman Row. Ryan Day, here are four new coaches. And it's because, partially, of what happened in November. Mm -hmm. uh, championship goals came up short. Uh, got to address the defense, what happened there, offensive line. That's all tied together. Making the changes, being aggressive. Those guys are here. Let's introduce them. And because it's National Signing Day, we got 11 new players. They're going to talk about their experiences. All of that's happening on the same day that Jim Harbaugh is making a huge show of his interview where he's going to be coronated in his return to the NFL. Hey, Josh Gaddis, Mike Hart, you got, McDonald, you're already gone. Don't worry about it. You're, you're on vacation already where you're getting the rest of your, your buyout, whatever. I don't know. You guys just cool out. Not even going to have a staff party on Wednesday for the end of the recruiting cycle. Celebrate, get ready for 23. You guys just take a little vacation. <clears throat> Standard time of year. And by the way, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Somebody went to South Beach and on vacation. I'm going to Minnesota, baby. <laughs> Hope you guys are okay. Find a new job uh, in the middle of February. And then what happened, Bob? Well, then he didn't get that job. Oh, mm. He thought he was confused Plot because twist. he thought the second interview was really more of just like an onboard employee onboarding process. Because he had worked with that guy before, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he thought, yeah, my God. So he had worked with him at San Fran, and so he thought it was an employee onboarding, like, come on in, <laughs> sign the documents. Yeah. HR <laughs> needs to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get you your key card to get into the building. We're not, you're not going to be allowed when we have free agents come in to go sleep on the floor of their hotel room. <laughs> you like, can't wear cleats in the building. No cleats in the building. <laughs> Got to keep a shirt on. In, in Minnesota, least. they have to be snowshoes anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Fair. And I thought, honestly, I wrote my piece for Outkick last week. Like, this is the last thing I'm writing about Jim Harbaugh. He's here. It's done. I'm not worried about him. And then all of a sudden... Yesterday, they're like, did you hear about Gaddis? Someone at a wrestling meeting, like, what are you talking about? Like, He's leaving Michigan. I'm like, hold on. Like, did you see his text? I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's dive on into this guy. Like, oh, Josh Gaddis. I was like, where is he going? They're like, Miami? I'm like, the Dolphins? <laughs> like, no, univer like, my, the University of Miami. I'm like, head coach. Like, they just hired Crystal Ball. And, like, I mean, there was a million things. Head coach at Dolphins. Uh, OC at Dolphins. 
Nope. Oh for two. Oh, just like, an offensive coach of the Dolphins. <laughs> they just hired. They just hired Cristobal, so it couldn't be you. Oh, I'm going there. I'm like, someone's like, that's a, like a lateral move. I'm like, lateral position wise, but mm. step down as far as massive. Yes, program. facilities, program, expectation, dollars. Now they have spent a lot of money now, but still, I, they the ACC <laughs> is running a twenty million dollar per team deficit to the Big Ten and SEC. On TV deal revenue, yeah. that's now. Which it's is only, about to get worse. It's only going to get larger. It's that's the smallest it's going to be, and so that's where they're at. And like, so you can only overcome that for so long and raise money in other ways. Like, so he's going down here. I'm like, he's making nine hundred. Do Michigan just not want to pay him? And then I'm like, well, let me just read. Let's read what he said. Can't live in a place mm-hmm. where you're not respected, no. disrespect. Like, just no, I don't think use the term disrespect. Just not respected. Not respected. And I'm like, so. Is it just working with Captain Weirdo, like Captain Insano, that you've given me this Pinto that I've had to complete, compete in the Grand Prix with, and I've done a pretty good job of modernizing this offense. It was kind of archaic, mm-hmm. and I give them credit. Like, they did a pretty good job with utilizing McCarthy oh, on the freshman running back, um, seven. Yeah, Donovan Edwards, like moving some stuff around. I'm like, okay, this, they're being innovative as he can within the system that Jim Harbaugh is giving him. But I'm like, do they even care? Like, like, is it a dollar thing? Like, is 900 is that – we're not paying an assistant a million bucks. All right, well, if that's the case, then you have to ask yourself, do we really still care about football? And that's the, that's the thing I'm left with today at Michigan. Both – you had more momentum than you've had in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And both of your coordinators gone. And there might be other coaches that leave. And where are you getting a coach in mid-February? <laughs> Nobody is any good – and not unless you're going to overpay him to get him to come there. And have to pay more than you were And you got a coach who uh, Jim Harbaugh said he's coming back and, and or I'll never leave. I, I love it here. It's now. a one-time thing. If, if, the, <laughs> if, the Saint, if the Saints called him and said, hey, Jim, you want the job? It's yours. He'd be on the he'd flight. He'd be on the plane. He can tell you that, but it, he just wasn't offered one. <laughs> it's a reminder that in the offseason. Who's got it better than us? The worst <laughs> thing you can do is hear about your favorite team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Because you think about the Auburn situation that was hinted on earlier, Brian Harson and all the insanity going on down there, and now Tom Michigan. Foolery. I mean, it just seems like shenanigans. One of those situations where everyone knows Jim Harbaugh is does not have the reputation as being the easiest guy to work for or work with, right? I mean, that seems pretty standard. Uh, it's pretty well known that he's been trying to leave Michigan for the last four years, and now all of a sudden he's done trying to leave Michigan. He's locked in forever. Oh yeah, which is great. Good for them. Sure, um, Dan. But the, the Gaddis thing, I mean, I think it comes down to the fact that he had basically been told Mike Hart was probably going to be the internal and that's hire. The other, the, that's the other piece um, of it. And if that's the case, and, uh, you know, th- if you watch the media, the Michigan media, there's a lot of people turning on Gaddis on their side now. And it's normal, I guess. People tend to do that. They go to bat. Oh, I thought last week they wanted to, to replace Jim. They defend <laughs> They defend whatever the, the program is doing. I mean, Ohio State mar- media market does the same thing. It's fine, normal. But certainly you wonder – if Gaddis, Josh Gaddis won the Broyles Award last year. <laughs> yes, three three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the craziest part. Like, if you are the Broyles Award winner, that's your ticket to go anywhere you want. Well, Miami is paying him more than Michigan was paying him. Um, but you can do better than Miami. That's why there's there's other things going. You're on. going to a rebuild. You're going to live in Miami. You're getting paid over a million dollars a year in a relatively low pressure situation with the best athletes in the country in your backyard. It's a, it's not a bad situation. Wait, are you trying to make a case that going from being the offensive coordinator at Michigan to Miami was a 
I'm saying I'm saying if you are looking at college football and the the big picture of college football, there are a few places in the country right now that the administration makes it harder on the staff than Michigan does. And I would imagine that other coaches are probably thinking, Hey, how fast can I get out of here? Well, and then part of part and parcel with that is you know, you looked at what Michigan State did last year with first of all you look at Michigan State paying Mel Tucker and the investment mm-hmm. they're making. James Franklin, the same thing there. I mean, heck, you look at Purdue and what the, like, there's a lot of Minnesota with Flack. Like, a lot of these places, they have all this money and, like, we need to you invest have to it. Spend it. Yeah. Yeah. We have to spend it now. And because if not, we're going to be left. And, like, look at Minnesota. I'm like, okay, it's paid dividends. We invest a little bit. We're relevant. And that, that's important for us. And it's going to obviously drive everything else. But the fact that transfer portal, that apparently mm. Michigan is resistant to that. Hard they to get guys in. Well, they don't credits and whatnot. The credits they don't want to transfer mm-hmm. all the credits over and like get guys like we still even though the NCAA is borderline obsolete, there still are rules about guys having to go to class and be. <laughs> you haven't heard anything about eligibility because I think they just make it up anyway. But like, <laughs> they, they just st- don't want to talk about yeah. that because they don't want people to know the dirty secrets. <laughs> but that's but that's a real deal. Like, well, we don't we're not going to accept it. We're Michigan. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I mean, there's other great academic institutions that are taking guys out of the portal. I'm they, not saying they took a lot of quarterbacks out of that portal yeah by the way but uh and but, yeah and then also the nil situation where there's reports where like the athletic department doesn't really want to fully embrace and maybe it's maybe it's not even the athletic department it's the university at large saying That's what i'm saying i don't think we're it's not, the athletic department i think it's the the administration of the university that has a a different view of what Michigan is supposed to be about, and I mean that's been, we've talked about this with Jim Harbaugh for a couple of years. I mean the entire 2020 season, the, all the COVID stuff, the way that the Mark Schlissel, the then president, was handling that. I mean there was a a serious divide. Oh yeah, in that program at that time, and we don't, you know, obviously have all the insight into it, but you can see that it's been a little bit fractured up there for a while. I mean Harbaugh was forced to take half of his salary and basically give it to a new coaching staff, and now those coaches are trying to leave. But well, I, and that's all part of this conversation about how much commitment they have to it. And if the head coach isn't even committed to that, and he's an alum of this program, I think that goes to tell you what National Signing Day. Uh, he went and interviewed for a new job. He's also the coach that ten years ago said he'd never coach at Michigan because they they weren't committed to being Michigan man or mm-hmm. whatever. And I mean, the, you're kind of reaping what you sow in that. Well, in that instance. and I, it may have been a self fulfilling prophecy on that. I don't know, but like twenty years, I don't feel like this was the case with Lloyd Carr with Bo Schembechler prior to this. I mean, yeah, you can have good academics, but you can also still really care about athletics and about mm-hmm. football and to make sure that hey this realizing that that's a massive economic driver and branding sure. tool for your school and understanding that and i just it, it's kind of disheartening to think that if that's the case that they're just willing to live in obscurity it's like all right i mean in capitalism you vote with your time and your dollars of what you think is important and frankly when your head coach is out there interviewing for other jobs like you're not investing the time and saying hey we might want to get another coach. Jim, you're out. Gattis, yeah. whoever it is, like this isn't okay. And then you're not willing to invest the money into not the facilities. Our facilities are good, and they've got a great stadium and all this, but invest into the assistant coaches. Invest into, hey, the NIL situation. Whatever it is, the rules, you may not like the rules, but they've changed, and if, as long as you're still operating within them, you should try to maximize your opportunities under those current guidelines. I think Michigan wound up hiring – Another former alum, another Mike Hart type situation to try to. Braylon manage. Edwards. I mean, there there's guys out there. I'm sure that are being talked about that could be um, conversation drivers to try to change the narrative. Oh, a Braylon bit. Edwards loves to drive the conversation. But yeah, 
It, it's going to be interesting because draft too. the reality is you have to want to work for the coach that you work for. And a lot of these guys, I just think, spend time up there and realize that maybe Jim Harbaugh is Well, you don't ever get to – they could never have roosters catered in because they don't eat chicken in the facility. <laughs> okay? And so that's, that's a serious hurdle for some people. They enjoy to eat But the they chicken. get to go to Europe. I like, I like, I like Braylon, by the way. That was a low blow. Jay-Z, I mean <laughs> – the part of this, like, obviously, Michigan won the game this year. We're not, that we're not rewriting any of that, but no. this conversation is about <laughs> how dramatically they've squandered the momentum yeah. they had, not just because of how f- flat they fell in the playoff, but that's a, that's a separate matter. Their roster is still not where it needs to be to consistently beat Ohio State and the best teams in the country. I don't think that anybody truly disagrees with that part. Mm-hmm. And Jim Harbaugh clearly must as well because he doesn't want to be part of that moving forward. And he, so he said he does. Thing. He want to be part. Well, now he does. Well, yeah. After as, he didn't. As, as long as you'll have, have me. Yeah. As long <laughs> as you'll have me. Well, yeah, I'm going to disagree. I think Michigan's roster is a lot better than people give it credit for being. I think the, they've had the eighth ranked recruiting class right, in the country. But, but, they're consistently a top ten class. They have stars in in, in JJ McCarthy and Dominic Edwards on the. On they've the, always had and, stars ever since he's been there, though. They've got guys, but I think the issue is that sometimes because of Harbaugh's antics. A lot of this stuff just kind of gets pushed to the wayside, and I, you don't have a chance to really develop the program to where guys can have a chance to succeed because but, everyone's talking about that, the, the – That's the momentum the part that, mm-hmm. I, that I'm getting to here is that he, he squandered all of that. If you did finally beat Ohio State, get over the hump, you did finally get to the playoff, and you have all of this excitement, and he said it himself. Jim Harbaugh said in November – in his celebratory press conference where he wanted to take all the shots in his victory lap, this feels like the beginning. Mm. For someone else. Are you, <laughs> yeah. like, are you kidding Setting me? Setting this up for somebody. So if that's the way he – I mean, look, he can say whatever he wants. His actions certainly speak louder. The fact that his coaches don't want to stay with him yeah. or that they had to go fend for themselves the way that Josh Gaddis obviously felt like he had to last week. You're looking – in the middle of February for a new offensive oh, coordinator gosh. and a new defensive coordinator. They've been better off if they that. lost the Ohio State game and then had to fire people like Ohio State did. Because now we're sitting here on National Signing Day saying, hey, here are our new coaches. Right. Instead of them who are saying, we just lost our offensive coordinator, who was the best assistant coach in the well, country last year. Where do you, You're not finding great coaches in the middle of well, February. Well, you know what's going to happen. Mike Hart's going to come up and be the OC, and then they're going to fill that spot and – this is the this is the conversation. Now you're talking about Michigan and being that much better of a job than Miami. Other coaches will want to leave for that if they think that Michigan is a better job. There are, are guys uh, rising in the NFL, guys like Cato June, younger guys who are former Michigan guys who are developing as really good coaches. There are guys who will take that opportunity just to go back and be a part of what Michigan is building. But the question is, do they stay there long? Well, you get there, it's your dream job. And even with Jim Harbaugh, then you realize, like, they're not really doing me any favors. To well, that's the thing, right? If you're a coach like you're talking about, you're going to say, well, they're not, they're not paying their assistant coaches. I mean, this guy left to go to Miami who's on a rebuild, getting more money to go down there. I don't want to be a head coach. I'm not going to be able to bring the guys I want in. I mean, they're going to leave right away. You should be able to compare Ohio State and Michigan, remove the names mm-hmm. at the top for rosters, for recruiting, for coaching salaries, for all these things. And throughout, like – the annals of history, those things were probably fairly similar. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know which team you're looking at. And I feel like you should be able to do that now. It's like, hey, well, our coordinator makes this. One guy's making almost two. One guy isn't even making one. Okay, like, all right. But then you start looking around, and it's like just consistently lower. And like, well, what two Big Ten teams are this? All right, well, you think 
mm-hmm. on the, the higher side with the better recruiting. It's got to be Ohio State or Michigan. Maybe the, the other schools, Purdue or whoever it is. Like those two schools have always driven the bus when it comes to success and expectations. And it it seems like that is just kind of drifted away, even despite the recent success that they had. We had this conversation, and and Berm's right. I mean, they they're not untalented. Last year, you know, they were very able to stand toe-to-toe and win a game. There were some other things that went their way, but they won. Um, the gap still between the number of four- and five-star players on Ohio State's roster to Michigan's is still pretty wide, yes. and that's that's significant. But we had this question during the winning streak, which was like, well, is Michigan going to actually take this seriously, take the rivalry seriously? Are they? How can they get back on the national landscape? Is the commitment there to do that? Mm-hmm. And you thought, well, here – Maybe it is because they made good hires last year. They made a savvy move to cut Harbaugh's salary, which maybe wound up backfiring them. But you could, there was a really strong case to be made to fire Jim Harbaugh at that point because of all the other things that even we're talking about now, wanting to be in the NFL, not being a, a great recruiter, a super weird dude, forcing them to do things behind the scenes that are uncomfortable for the administration. Uh, all of that stuff is true, and now you have them telling the world that if – if Berman and I sit here and say he's been doing this for the last three years, trying to leave, it's okay to dismiss that because he didn't go publicly take an interview. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, but you you don't have to believe it if you don't want to. But now there's no disputing it. He did this in public in Michigan, and Ward Manuel and any, anybody else there have to just sit there and say, "Gosh, I, I'm so glad that Jim came." They got to act like they're happy he stayed. We're elated. Right? <laughs> Michigan, yeah. yeah, Michigan was elated that Jim Harbaugh yeah. came back. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Because you're being publicly embarrassed. And you should have said, you staff, did this on National Signing Day. You're out. I, We're going to fill this spot with somebody That's else. the part I can't believe because yeah. they're truly not committed to getting everyone from top to bottom on board with winning a national championship and beating Ohio State consistently if that's what they're willing to accept. And I can't really get past that. It's, it's my, I mean, I just, I'm thinking as you're talking, if Ryan Day would have done I mean, <laughs> Oh, don't, it's a national signing day. Uh-uh. Don't there would have been back. people outside of the Woody with sign. You know, they would not let him back in the Woody. Right. Like, were, you're not going to be our coach now. There were a lot of get out of here Michigan fans who took that approach. Oh, well, I'm the sure. Last couple yeah. weeks. They said, oh, "We're tired of this. This can you know go away." But at the end of the day, well, it's February and you need a head coach. At the end of the day, the next day, the the Michigan Twitter account is you know posting a picture of Harbaugh asking who's got it better than us and. This is now this, just asking to get dunked. This is, this <laughs> is now what they have to. This is this is the it's their bed. This sleeping. is the way. So now you go this way, and this this is your guy. He's going to go out there and see if he can recreate magic. Right? Magic had juice. Thirty-three coaches during his tenure there. That seems like a lot. Yeah, a lot. I think that's the accurate number. Seven I mean, years. I mean, that's it's pretty impressive. I mean, that's <laughs> is that the is that the word for it? The, something. The irony. At least you can work with a lot of different kind of people. Everyone <laughs> in the Michigan program, everyone in the Big Ten understands that had they played Ohio State in 2020, oh, Michigan mm-hmm. would have been beaten very badly, and Jim Harbaugh would have been fired. And you know, it's just this situation now where I think he's realized that he has some control again, or or some sort of leverage in the situation, and and. That's what I said on the radio show with you last week. I, yeah. I couldn't believe that Michigan was allowing him to do this publicly yeah. and embarrass him. Because that, to me, when you talk about the administration of Michigan, what you think of them and what they think of themselves, the fact that they allowed him to do that to them publicly that the way he did, I mean, it was out 
Nope. Uh, I mean, this is the moment in Michigan football hmm. history when you should be talking about we're back, we're back, we're mm-hmm. back. And instead, your head coach, your assistant <clears throat> coaches are all like, how can we leave? Well, I think it's like you got a top 10 class. I think that blah, blah, blah. speaks to the administration on a broader level, not the AD and whatever, but their care about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not embarrassing because it's not. Yeah. They don't really. Yeah, they just don't even care if you care about something. Yeah, like we hope he comes back. If not, whatever. It's nice that he does this Mm. stuff. I mean, but we don't really care. It doesn't matter. It's great that these things happen in a positive way, but it's not. It's not embarrassing because it's not something that I care about. That would make more sense. (laughs) That's the most damning part about it, and that's that's the most. That's the saddest part about it. Because they're the ones that could help you make your program better. Hey, we're going to give you more money to spend on better coaches on this or that. And it just doesn't seem like that. That's there. That's in their thought process. It's just all that, all that talk. It's the beginning and standing on third. Oh, yeah. We're gonna move all, onward with humble hearts. <laughs> all those things, just like it's insane. I don't know how you're supposed to take him seriously. I really don't. What? What were you ever supposed to take him I seriously? I mean, isn't I, the off season? How do his kids take him serious? Because I mean, the portal is right there. Is, is there a time where you can't jump into the portal? He's had thirty-three no. coaches in the last seven years, but Jay's the only one that hasn't left. So I guess maybe his oh his family must like him. Yeah, <laughs> which hey, good for him. My family doesn't always like me. That's that is Amen. important. You got to have that. You, you do. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's insane. It's crazy. I'm we just, talked a lot about a lot of stuff today that wasn't Ohio State football. Are people going to be mad? Leave your comments below if you're mad. Maybe. But well, talking, people are loving the talking about Ohio State, Michigan. They're yeah, it's the that. misery that's going on up that's, there. That's the large portion of the show. I think people want to dive into that because there's a countdown, I believe, going on until late November when whoever's on the staff countdown the yeah, has down. to come down here. And you just know, well, I know for sure how badly Ryan Day wanted Jim Harbaugh to stay so there I'm sure. to catch the beating that he feels like he's owed. <laughs> now, yeah, are they going to be uh, what have you done to beat Ohio every day up in Michigan now, or is it kind of just – well, it's too late for that. I mean, yeah, I guess it he is, was trying right? to get ready. To He's trying back. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> How to stop? How do you win the NFC? Said, said A Rod might be leaving. I'm getting <laughs> up here into the north. Uh, anyway, that was fun. As Berm said, we didn't maybe talk a lot about Ohio State. We'll, we have plenty of time to do that the rest of the year. We're actually going to be uh, later in the week, a first Monday post Super Bowl. We won't. Some of us are going to be on the road. So we're going to push that back next week just to plan your week around. Letterman Live. It won't be on Monday next week, but we will be back. We promise, as we always will. Come get some mozzarella sticks on Tuesday at Roosters. $2 Appetizer Tuesday. Get that Super Bowl special for Sunday. Uh, Go Bengals. That's Jay-Z, Bobby Carpenter, Berm. I'm Austin Ward. We will see you next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl.